Hello, fellow wisdomers. This is uh, Bhupinder Singh, and I'm back here with another talk. And I would love to have an active dialogue instead of me going on my own. I love to do that, but when we interact um, in this space, it adds a lot more value to our discussions, to our presence of being here. I've been listening to other wisdomers also, and a lot of my talks are inspired what's happening around me and also what is happening inside me. We all want to feel good. That is the ultimate goal. No matter if you are a banker, no matter if you are a monk, no matter you are a teacher or a healer, public speaker, podcaster, whatever. But what we're looking for is feeling good. Wherever we are, whatever we are doing. And what annoys us or takes our peace away are distractions or what we call what is negative. Let me redefine negative. Let's call negative something of lesser or lower value around me or inside me that doesn't serve me. For example, if I'm thinking and my thoughts are filled with fear, it is not of the highest value. If I'm judging someone, including myself, that thought is not of the highest value. If I am all about money and it is draining me physically and mentally, it is not the highest value. And that's what we call materialism. When we only are looking for comforts of this physical body in terms of the assets we have, I call it materialism. But then on the other end of the spectrum, there are people who call themselves spiritual. And a lot of people define spiritual being uh, uh, giving up, giving up the material world. And if you look closely, these are the two extremes, the materialism and spirituality. One is getting possessed by the assets, the material things. The other one is giving them up, turning into a monk physically, going to a remote place. The reason we fluctuate between the extremes is we are only aware of tip of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is our existence as a physical body. What I mean by this is the thoughts or the meanings we assign to different words we hear are because we think we are a mere physical body. And that is why someone who is only taking care of their physical world is called materialistic person and someone who does not, who shuns all the material wealth is called a spiritual. A typical definition of a monk, which is more popular, is someone who has given up the family, given up this world, and they're living in a remote place. And if you really look, it's a physical body that has gone to that remote place. But one got to ask where the mind is. That is going deeper understanding I'm not this physical body and together we have to move otherwise my words will have a different meaning depending where you stand depending how you perceive yourself and there will always remain a gap in communication and that means we are on, not on the same page what I'm saying is not being received by the listener the way it is being said. So let's move beyond our physical body. Let us change the definition of every 
world in our uh, uh, memory. That way we can correlate. Otherwise, I might be speaking English, but the language will be different. And there's a third language. Let's call it the language of the physical body and language when we are the plane of our mind body. And there's a third language, even though it's English, but it cannot be understood, which is beyond these two entities, our physical and our mind body, there is something we call consciousness, which is an unlimited, infinite body within which these two bodies are. And when people talk from their level of consciousness, some people call them mystics. It's not that it cannot understand their words, but the way those words are used we are not able to assign meaning to them because they are not logical. Logical means something that I already know. So today's conversation will be focused on the second language, which is the language of the mind. So when I say I want to remove something negative, what does the mind perceive right away? Most of the time it perceives a person. So a physical being. This physical being I don't want to see. I don't want them in my life. Which life? The physical life. But in reality, what is happening? You might leave someone physically. You have removed the negative from your physical world, but you have not yet removed that negative in form of a thought that you are carrying in your mind body deeply rooted in your memory. And this is what we see in this world. When something doesn't work, we get rid of it or we get rid of that person. And we said, I'm good. You got to ask yourself, are you really good? So let me share a little story with you. There was a friend of mine who was going through separation then ultimately divorce and he talked to me through the length of this process. So I still remember the first time he came to me because I went through that process personally on my own. That's the reason he was coming to me. And he asked me, is it difficult and what is the challenge when you separate? And he was thinking of his physical needs at that point because he asked further questions uh, about the food and few other things. And my answer was, you are only thinking at the level of the physical world. You can get the food. You can separate. And he was calling me from a hotel, telling me that he has left his wife. So I asked him the question, have you left your wife? Have you pulled out that sharp thorn that was giving you pain? Mean, meaning, are you without pain in this moment because she's not around you? And you have come to the conclusion that your wife's personality, behavior, or whatever it was, was the cause of your pain. Now you got rid of her physically. Are you happy? Are you without pain? And it took a little bit of self-reflection. I said, you are in a nice hotel, a nice bed. The food will be served here. You have the money, so no issues there. Are you painless? And it made him think. He said, no. I said, you haven't left your wife yet. It's like that monk who thinks he's the physical body. It's like that spiritual person who thinks he or she is the physical body. They leave, they break that relationship. But not being aware that I have another, another body, subtle body, which is a mind body, which is still attached. Attached 
to that person attached to the person I'm trying to get rid of in form of the thoughts that I'm carrying within me. So here arises, comes a new definition of being a monk, new definition of being detached, new definition of being separated. And let's stay here in our mind body. So when my friend is sitting in, in this hotel, his physical body has all the comforts, but his mind body is still rest, restless. His mind body is still attached to his wife in terms of the thoughts he's carrying. So I said, how would you detach from your wife now who is causing you pain in terms of the thoughts you're carrying with you sitting on this comfy bed? Because in reality, our thoughts are closest to us than anyone in our life we might think might be close. Our thoughts stay with us 24-7. Our thoughts, when we are attached to it, are actually causing us pain. Let us use another example to understand. When we say, I want to get rid of what is negative, what do we do? We, as awareness, focus our attention on what we want to remove from our life, having come to the conclusion that this situation or this person is the cause of my pain. So what happens? We are focused on that person all the time. It is very similar trying to remove darkness from a room. Trying to push the darkness away. When we push the darkness away, what is going to fill that space? The same element, because as awareness, we are focused on what is negative. In fact, we start meditating upon that negative. It is very similar to putting my thumb on a nail that has a sharp edge up in a wooden plank. That thumb is my attention or focus. And that nail is the thought about that person or the situation. Now I'm trying to remove that negative. Do you think? that that negative can be removed, I'm in pain. Instead of saying, I want to remove the negative, what we really need to do is find a way to remove the pain, not the negative. Because the more we focus on removing the negative, the more pressure we applying to the thumb and causing ourselves more pain. My friend, in that beautiful hotel room was doing exactly the same thing. Physically, he has removed that negative, which he has uh, was claiming his wife, the cause of pain, but in reality, he was carrying those thoughts and his goal was to remove the negative. His goal should have been, I want to remove the pain. And how do you remove Pain or how you get rid of the pain from your thumb when it is pushing against the nail. Very simple. You don't even have to go ask someone. We are all blessed with enough common sense. When we step on something sharp, what should be our goal? Not to apply pressure, just to lift our thumb. The moment we lift our thumb, the negative is there, but I'm detached from it. I'm not meditating upon that person or their behavior. And what really happened? I'm free of pain. But our sly mind works against us. And it tells us that nail, that person, needs to be taken care of, it needs to be removed.
Whereas your mind, which is our friend, in, term, in, in, in form of wisdom, is going to tell us, leave the nail alone. Leave this person alone. I want to be pain-free. I will not meditate upon this negativity, this person, because the way our mind functions, the attention or our ability to focus attention on a given object is actually meditation. So whatever we meditate upon, we absorb the virtues, the attributes of that object on which we are focused. For example, if I have a friend and who has some great um, uh, aspects in terms of his personality, but it, there are certain parts of him which are not of the highest value, it's like a rose and a thorn. Each one of us have both sides to our personalities. And now I can choose to focus on the good side of my friend. Say that person is very helpful, whereas at the same time, that person could be selfish. Now I have a choice to focus. I am in meditation. And when I meditate upon the good attributes, what's going to happen? I'm going to feel good. Isn't that our whole goal? And who am I helping? Myself. In that moment, the mind is my friend. It is working for my well-being. And in that moment, that negative, which was his selfish self, is not in my awareness. If it's not in my awareness, it does not exist from me. It means it has been removed from me. And this is a very key part. I'm not saying that this person does not have a negative side. But when it's not in my awareness, the way it comes into my awareness is through my ability to focus my attention on the object of my choice. It pops into my awareness. I am aware about these person's good and not so good attributes, but I don't focus on what does not serve me. In that moment, I'm pain-free. I'm acknowledging that person for who they are. Now I have left myself no room to judge. And isn't that respecting ourselves? Isn't that adding value to our life? Isn't that being detached? Isn't that being free of negativity? Otherwise, we are constantly, constantly trying to get rid of negative from our life. One broken relationship after the next. And that perpetual cycle continues. Because the way we're looking at the situation in itself is the problem. It's our perspective. It is our mind-body. We are this mind. The mind has to become a monk. The mind has to detach. Physically, I could take myself anywhere. But in my thought, if I'm not detached, I'm not a mind monk. And once I learn this art of detachment, I could be living in this world like everyone else and still be detached. That is the ultimate alchemy. Now my life is balanced. I'm not shunning the material world and embracing only the non-material world. I am acknowledging their place in my life, but at the same time, I am detached. What that really means is I have possessions. 
but I'm not possessed by them. A very good example is when we go to a hotel, a five-star hotel, we have the best room, um, the best bed, best bathroom, couch, best service, food, and everything is there. We enjoy, we cherish everything that is provided. But when we check out, do we ever at checkout take that bed or anything that gave us the highest comfort with us? Why? Why not? Because we know none of this is mine. In fact, the whole hotel and their employees are here to serve me. This universe, this world is like a hotel. We checked in. We are here. The whole universe is here to serve us. But we are not aware why we become attached to what is around us. And in that moment, attachment means this is mine. This is not yours. You cannot take this from me. I'm the owner. And we become these 24-7, um, um, I would say, guards that are protecting that bed in the hotel. Is, is that smart? No, not, not really. But our attention has fallen. We are meditating with not the right intention. And that also creates this sense of I, the limited I, who wants to own. But what really happens, instead of possessing the possessions, we get possessed by the possessions. Instead of removing the negative, we focus on the negative. When we are detached, there is nothing in this material world that will stay with me forever. It's temporary. I have it today. I take care of it. I maintain it. But one day, it'll be someone else's, like the houses we live in. I don't know, the house I live in is about 20, 30 years old. There were two or three owners before me. And I was there even without this house. And use this analogy to apply to your physical body. It is also a house made of the five elements, the food you eat, the air you breathe, the sun and earth, and you accumulated this. And you have this physical body. And it's meant to disintegrate. You are meant to leave this house. This is not yours, but you're living in this. And when you check out, you can't take anything with you. Checking out means only possible when you have realized there is a third part to you, which is consciousness. And that's what you are in that moment when you check out, you leave very happily. You, in fact, say thank you. I'm grateful for all this wonderful time, just like you are checking out of a hotel. So negativity, removal, we have to move beyond our physical body to understand it comes through detachment. It comes through focusing on what serves us. The more we focus on removing what we think is negative, we will get stuck in our lives. Because the space we create, if we don't fill that space with light, it will remain dark. If these painful situations, negative people in your life are not leaving you on their own, this is a sign that you are not walking your own path. Rather, you are standing at one spot trying to push things away. 
You do not make your spiritual path and then walk on it. Or for that matter, you do not make any path and then walk on it. You walk it to make it your path. You walk to make your path with each step forward. The path behind you will disappear. And your next step in front of you will appear. Yes. You get the opportunity to be courageous, detached, and live right now, right here in abundance, in happiness, feeling good. Once you start walking your path, you will be propelled forward by the power of something greater within you. And you will move forward in terms of your attention, not physically, because our attention is stuck on that nail. The thumb is stuck on the nail. You will move forward without moving anything around you. It's powerful. When you know where you want to go, do you care about what's on, on your path, like the river that flows? Does it complain about the big rocks? Does it complain about the big falls? It makes its way around those rocks. And it's actually singing, splashing, washing those rocks because it knows that it has to walk. It has to move. As mind, as thought, we have to move. If it is stuck, that is negativity. And you will move forward without moving anything around you or feeling the need to reject, to label, to avoid anything in your path. This is the path of self-respect, self-esteem, self-confidence. And it does not require you to give up the material world. Your physical body in itself, if you're to apply that, is your material world. Don't you need it? Yes, you need it. But you are not the physical body. Otherwise, we will end up spending our whole lives trying to remove negativity, trying to remove negative people, trying to remove negative situations, and that's what is happening in today's world. And when I see broken relationships, that's the reason. And actually, I went through that, but I realized what I was doing. Instead of removing the negative, I'm married to the same person. We remarried because I learned my way of removing negativity, removing these people was very similar to say, if my right arm is diseased for any reason, I cut it off. How many limbs I'm gonna cut off from my body? How many people we gonna reject looking for that peace, looking for that happiness, looking for that feeling good? And if we continue on this path, we are actually destroying ourselves. Because at the level of consciousness. We haven't moved there yet. That's the promised land. We are one, we are connected. And once we realize the cause of our pain is not negativity, it is actually our inability to remove ourselves as that focus attention from what is bothering us. And once you learn how to do it, you don't have to move from physically from place A to place B. Yeah, I, I, I'm not against saying if depending upon uh, individual cases, it might be required where you are not able to focus your attention on what serves you. You have to go hone your art. You have to learn how to serve yourself first. So let's talk. I know I kept going on, but I do see quite a few listeners here this morning. Um, 
I'm not going to call all the names, but I'm pretty sure you have thoughts in your mind that are being churned as you listen to me. And be my guest, ask me questions, share your experiences. And I do see one guest here. And let us uh, open the doors. It is Allison. Three, two, one, and the door is open now. Hi. Good morning, Allison. How are you doing? Good morning. Um, I'm doing fine. I just want to show some appreciation for you and your talks because I could listen to you forever. You have such a wonderful way of speaking. And I always get, like, I always pluck out some little analogous nugget. I'm like, oh, that's good. Thank you. Thank you for the appreciation. And, and same from my side. I, I get inspired just by talking to people. And you also bring so much to this platform. And of course, um, to my life through what you share. Yeah, this is a this is a big topic. This is a topic that is a lifelong journey. I think being human, you know, it, it's and the challenge it presents is because the human lens is a lens of limitation. It's mm -hmm. sign, you know, so it's one of those things where it's it's a going back and forth between feeling the constriction of limitation and, and what we consider to be negative energy and moving back into the positive flow is literally a daily journey. It's like a moment by moment by moment, ebb and flow and ebb and flow. And I guess the thing that, that is probably the most important point to me to kind of just remind ourselves. And I, and I say, when I say ourselves, I mean, me too, like, we're never going to be without it, but like you're saying, it's a, it's a transitional back and forth and just recognize it and choose to move away and recognize it and choose to move away. Absolutely. Alison, um, um, the way I see it, you, you, when you say we, it includes all of us and some people are aware that this is what's happening with them. Some people are not aware. Right. And no, I'm not trying to say it's Absolutely. good or bad. I'm just saying, uh, just my observation. Right. But we have sometimes have this notion of perfection, which kills us. And that actually takes us away from acknowledging that every moment we are stepping on nails and then we lifting our foot. But as we learn, what is causing the pain? Is it the nail or me putting my thumb on that? Me putting my attention, which is fine. I need to be aware of what's happening around me in this world. It's important. I, I exist here. I need to be careful. But getting riveted to that nail is attachment. And once we learn, yeah. sorry. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. And when you were saying the limited lens, I call, now I'm defining as I understood this limited lens, my inability to lift my attention, lift my thumb from this sharp nail. Because I'm root causing my issue to be that nail. But if I go to the bigger lens, then I know it's not that nail that's causing me pain. It is my whatever intention was to put my thumb or my attention on it and not taking it off. So you can go ahead now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's interesting is I'm, as you're talking, it's making me think about my own progress as a human, right? How spiritually having a physical experience. And with the analogy of the nail, it's like, it's hard not to, for some of us and some of our human perspective, to think that there's some fault involved in stepping on the nail. Like it's my fault I stepped on the nail type of thing. And then there's a whole host of things that go along with, you know, guilt and shame and, and mm -hmm. all of the human emotions that come up. But what's interesting in the way that I found a way out of that is to, to truly integrate the concept and this is what you're saying too is that any experience has no 
ingrained meaning. The meaning is brought to it by us and our perception and our understanding of it. But in the ultimate thing was for me to understand whatever, if it's a nail in this analogy, like a, a hurtful situation or something I don't like, the, I had to come to the understanding that what it was doing was mirroring to me what was vibrationally happening within me. And I had to combine those mm-hmm. two, like, all right, so this situation, there's no innate meaning, which means I'm bringing it. And we cannot perceive what is not, what we're not harmonious with vibrationally in our reality. So I had to like sort of line up these concepts and be like, all right, so I know this and I know this and I know this. Oh, so that means I'm not at fault. You know, I'm not a mm-hmm. bad person. It just mm-hmm. means that I have an active vibration in this mm-hmm. situation, which is the nail is showing me what is active in me. Oh, that's actually good information. That's actually good information. But I had to come mm-hmm. out of the victim mentality that this is happening to me and, and move into this is happening through me, which is tough. Yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat what you said, because if someone can understand, understand means through the words we know what Alison said, but in terms of applying it, it will bring about a revolution in a revolution. So what you just said, that nail is actually like a mirror or that experience is a mirror. It is showing something that's already inside me, which otherwise I would not have become aware of. Right? And exactly. essentially that's, what we're saying... That's the tough part, right? <laughs> But if we, if, we, if we speak about this more enough, if we talk about this more enough, I think it will bring about a change. Because you said it, it's very important, and, and I'm using my words to say the same thing for this very reason. The other thing you said, there was a vibrational frequency inside me that resonated with the same frequency that is outside of me in the physical world. Now, this is powerful. That vibrational frequency, you know what I call that, uh, uh, Alison? I call it my intention. Some intentions I'm mm. aware of, some intentions I'm not aware of. I'm going to give you a new definition of meditation. I used to teach meditation, and I, when I went there first time, I told these people, you already know how to meditate. They looked at me, what do you mean? We are here to learn. I said, no, if you... They did not knew how to meditate. You will not be in this room. Means it requires your focus, attention to drive that car, to put on the shoes, to put on the clothes. You are, um, you have inherent ability to pay attention. Next step is, then we choose the object we focus our attention on. Third one, what is the driver behind my focus, attention, which I call intention. I said I cannot teach you meditation, but I can teach you. You can focus your attention on the object of the highest value in your life. That is possible by having changed your intention, purification. And that actually comes from our memory, those thoughts. And if we can cleanse our memories, cleanse our thoughts, our intention will become pure. Now, why would I choose? Sometimes I've done it. I've created a situation to get attention from people, even though it might have caused me pain. But I was important in that moment. Now I today know what was my intention. I won't do it again. I don't want that attention. So I'm just breaking down what you're saying. I think we can do a full talk on you have mentioned this many times, everything starts from inside. And if we can change, tweak a little bit, not like flip it upside down, even a small tweak, small tweak can bring about a change of bigger magnitude in our life. I know there are only 50 seconds, so I'm going to let you add to this. Well, I think that's the whole purpose of this app, right? Is to have conversations that then thus expand. I think that's what I love about it. It's like we can, like the whole expansion, this conversation has never happened in the whole of the universe. It's expanded. That is so cool to me. 
like so cool. All the people listening and us and uh, like talk, it's just gotten bigger. It's gotten clearer for someone, me included. Like, I just love it. I think it's just the coolest thing ever. And, and so, yeah, I mean, every time we have a conversation, it's going to expand and the listeners and the talkers and all of us as a whole are going to get clearer on the things that we would like to get clearer about. So thank you so much for, for showing up and bringing your awesomeness. Thank you, Alison. So I'm just going to recap this 10 minute uh, dialogue because it was uh, very insightful and Alison always bring values to the conversations. And when I say value, it, it, it could be in different fashions. Even asking a question does add a value. It helps so many other people. A lot of us think that if I ask a question, it might come across, I don't know. That is the whole point of meeting. We don't know. That's why I'm here. Even I, I will say that for myself, I've learned over time that what I do not know is always greater than what I know. I will repeat that. I have realized that what I do not know will always be greater than what I know. And this is the truth. And this helps me ask questions. This truth actually is from where the, the humbleness comes. Not that I'm trying to be humble. I'm trying to uh, hold truth at its place. Means I will be learning till my last breath. The moment I stop learning, I'm dead, even though I might be in the physical body. So having said that, let's open up. That was Ellison's point. Let's expand our awarenesses. And what she was saying is, if we step on a bad situation, the source is our vibrational frequency, which is inside us, which I called intention. And meditation is our ability to pay attention on the object of our choice, driven by our intention. When we, our intention is pure, it's cleansed. Pure means my intent is to feel good all the time. No matter what people think about me. If someone yells and screams, and I don't come back in the same, uh, with the same amplitude. People might think I am weak. No. I am not letting go of feeling good in that moment. Let there be fire. Why should I set myself on fire? It is not bringing value to my life. It means I will meditate upon what serves me. And in fact, it will also inspire others. You cannot fight darkness with darkness. To get rid of darkness, you have to simply light up one candle, just one candle, and the whole room will be filled with light. What I'm trying to say, that negativity is that darkness. Most of us are running away from it. We don't like our bosses at work. We don't like our uh, siblings at times, or we don't talk to them for the whole life, our, our spouses, and so on. We want light. We want comfort. But the method we are using does not guarantee we will get light which never flickers. So if I run away from this dark room and I think, oh, there is a room over there which is dark, means another relationship, another person, another job or whatever it could be, I go there, there's light, of course there's light. But whose light is that? It's someone else's light. Someone who's a nice person is the light there. And for whatever reason, say if I change my job, I know the boss is good, and after that some time the boss moves. And someone else comes in and there's darkness again. So we are running from post to pillar all of our lives. What if I light up my own candle 
Now, first off, even though there's darkness around me, but because my candle is lit, so there's light. And no matter where I go now, there is light. No matter what the situation is, what the other person is doing, I have a commitment with myself. No matter what I've done in the past, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There is no point in punishing myself for what, I, what has happened in the past. I cannot change that, but I can change this and now. And I have the power. I have the freedom. I am that painter with a blank canvas. These colors are my thoughts. The thoughts I put on this canvas, on this moment, is actually my destiny. That's the painting I'm creating. The opposite, oh, looking at those old paintings, bringing them here, they're ugly, they're, I don't like them. Why did I use this paint? Why did I punish myself? What are we doing? We creating suffering. We reliving that old moment. And we choosing to do it. But we might not be conscious. We might not be aware because we resonate with people who are doing the same thing. When we tell our story of, of painful experience, we need to be very clear what is the intent. Is it simply to share or I want to get out of this situation? Because what happens once you start sharing your story filled with pain and suffering, the other person, a lot of them don't know how to console you. They will start telling their own story in the third person, fourth person, fifth person. And then we think everything is normal. No, it's not. It's not. And then we repeat the same story the next day. We are creating our suffering. Let's surround ourselves with people and let's have a very clear intention this does not serve me. I'm worthy of more. I want to move on at the level of mind, not physically, to something better. I'm going to start today, now, painting a new picture, painting my life, creating my life. This is blank canvas. These colors, I'm going to choose very carefully with the purest of intent to feel good. I'm going to choose these thoughts. I'm going to pluck these thoughts and put in the garden of my mind. So hopefully this all is making sense to um, the listeners. And uh, if you have any questions or you like to have a direct conversation, please be my guest. Um, uh, I'm more than happy to rise collectively than doing this on my own because I've, I've been doing this on my own and this app uh, gave me this opportunity to come out and share and inspire each other which actually the framework I use is inspire means when my candle is lit I don't go chasing people to change them let them be where they are rather I give them the freedom to come in this light, to sit with me, and we will have a conversation from our selfless, from our highest self, and we will grow, and that is actually healing. When you're really healed in this fashion, you don't even know you are getting healed, and that brings empowerment. Empowerment is the freedom to choose, choose the colors I want to paint. I'm creating my life in this very moment. I'm aware, very clear about what the problem is. And the solution is very easy. If I know I'm holding a hot plate, I'm holding a thought that is painful, do I need to go ask someone what I'm supposed to do? Only when I'm not aware, only when I'm not awake, only when my intention is not pure, only when what Allison said, I'm not vibrating at my highest frequency, at the frequency of consciousness. I'm attracting something other than what serves me. To change my life, 
I changed something inside of me. Baby steps. Little by little. We are in no rush. We will enjoy this transformation. We will enjoy this journey. And I tell people, even though I have many stories which were filled with pain, experiences that at that time put me down, I share those stories and someone asked me, I have a couple of poetry books also published, which actually are my inner dialogue, inner journey, inner transformation. So once I did this uh, uh, a seminar and someone came up to me, Bupinder, you went through so much, but you only speak of what is light. I say, it serves me. It serves you. I'm not here to seek attention. I'm not here to seek your uh, uh, um, or pity me thing. I'm here because I want to move into empowerment. I want to serve myself. And in that process, everyone else is getting served. And this is a charity. This is giving and receiving at the same time. So inspire, heal, and empower. So at this point, uh, I'm going to pause or stop and probably do another talk uh, because this could be a lot of information packed into one session, even though I, 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 I like to continue. Unless someone else wants to jump into the guest seat and ask me direct questions or even suggestions or even areas that might be helpful to the audience, please give me suggestions. Any topic, any topic, any aspect of our life, be it at the physical level, be it the mind level, or be it at the consciousness level. And there might be some seekers out there who want to go deeper, deeper into their journey. Join me, ask me, and I will share you what I know. I don't claim, as I said, to know everything, but I think I'm at a place of a beautiful place in my life at this point, and 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 you can be part of this. Okay, here the countdown begins. I am going to close this session at this point. So hopefully, um, you all are doing good and have a fantastic rest of the day until we talk next time.